And we're back on the Nobody's Famous podcast. And here we have a special, special guest. <laughs> the one and only Militadis Nikolaus Kivirnitis. Whoa, ENBD, take it easy. That's what they call me. <laughs> Simply known it's as Mi Milton. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Miltiadis. Miltiadis, yeah, okay, you fine. You gave me a completely different name. Militadis, okay. that's what they call me. When they call me at 7.30 in the morning, I'm driving to work. 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm driving to work. You know, you get those phone calls from banks. Okay. You know, they're trying to sell you credit cards. Okay. And they, they answer, you answer the phone, you're like, hello, and you're all groggy and stuff. And yeah. you hear this guy on the other line, hello, am I talking to Mr. Miltidas? It's like, get the name <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so now. If you're going to try and sell me a credit card, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now I am. I have currently. I'm now compared to the. Okay. I'm. I'm a credit card salesman. Yeah, you're the credit Thank card you. salesman that can't get my name right. You're okay. in a rush to sell. You don't bother to read it. Um, so how yeah. do you say the first name again? Miltiades. Miltiades. Yes, it's an old Greek name. Very okay. old. Well, it's so old that there's no saint with this name. Okay. Yeah. That's how old it is. Yeah. We're talking about before AD. Yeah. Oh wow. We're talking thousands of years. Okay. And you you decided to go with Milton. I didn't decide to go with Milton. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did I get the rest of the name correct? <clears throat> what was the, well, what did you say the last name? Okay. So you just heard the first one and he's like mm, this guy got it wrong. Nikolaus? Yeah, that's my father's name. Okay. Kivernitis. Yeah. Oh, there you go. He got it right. I got it right. Yeah, he did. We're going to do the show in this voice now. Are we? <laughs> It's going to be just Let's like do this. It. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Milton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's uh let's give some context you know yeah. take us back mm. tell us more about yourself first mm -hmm. so because the viewers can see you but the listeners need to hear where you're from well i grew up here uh i moved here with my parents when i was six months old and here is Cyprus. dubai here's dubai well sharjah okay i'm originally sharjah yahi oh. yeah yeah We have a uh, you know family business, and I'm involved in audio as okay. well. As do, you can see, I do post production. I'm a sound engineer. That's my primary profession. Mm -hmm. Voiceovers is my second, mm -hmm. and I do impressions too. Okay, and, uh, we'll yeah, get to those. Yeah, we we'll will get, get to, to those. those. Yeah, and uh, produce music for local bands, uh, for myself, for with my with my bandmate, and nice. Yeah, yeah. So. Milton, um, tell me. Uh, take us back quickly. How did you get into? Is it just because your family was into it, or is it something that you you actually truly love? You know, I don't really know how I got into it. Okay. Um, if you're gonna go to my childhood, I used to, you know, you know, I'd buy figurines, you know, those toys, like yeah. Ninja Turtles and whatnot. Yeah. And I'd lay in bed, you know, make them fight each other, you know, on the top of your chest just before you fall asleep. I don't know if you guys have ever done that. You know, it's a kid thing. You know, I used to always make sounds, you know. I want to kill you, Ninja, Ninja Turtle, and all that. And, uh, you know, my, my father was, uh, my father. <laughs> It's the walk-in. We're getting it for free. All right. <laughs> no, do it, do it. My, My dad, he has this, this company selling professional audio equipment. <laughs> so, you know, I would pick up a mic and do these sounds. And at the end of the day, you want to try and mimic whatever you hear. So I did. But yeah, um, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I just got into it, like watching a lot of cartoons and uh, watching a lot of movies and uh, wanting to try and imitate the characters that I really liked, and, uh, you know, just picked up from there, with the voices anyway, and the impressions. Maybe, I think I was 15 when I started with the impressions, you know, well, imitating amazing. people, not really TV uh, or um, um, actors. Mm -hmm. uh, later, I got into the whole actor's impressions, around 20, 21, mm -hmm. not really before that. I was always good at mimicking people. Uh, and these would be people like your friends, you mean? Or just yeah, friends, uh, accents, uh, cartoon characters, you know. You know, going high-pitched and all that. And then <laughs> going really low and all that. Nice. So, um, yeah, I just, 
it's just something that developed over the years. It wasn't uh, it wasn't like I woke up one morning and said, I'm going to be an impersonator. Okay. No, you but know? that but that I think that's uh, also a, a slight misconception. People think that, "Oh, you have the voice, therefore you can do anything." Yes, exactly. I, I don't think that's true. I, I try to sound like Mariah Carey, but it just doesn't work, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think I think it comes with like you said with a lot of uh, practice and uh, a lot it does. of watching it does. Uh, things. You know, some some accents take a while for somebody to be able to uh, to nail some accents okay. just happen they just happen yeah. like the christopher walken thing happened overnight i'm not kidding i still remember the night because i have a good friend of mine who lives in canada and he loves christopher walken and he would always try to do the impression you know i'm like no you know you don't you don't have it you can't do you it you don't have mm-hmm. it you know but I, and I never tried and it was back here back home and one morning i woke up and i kid you not i just started doing it Like wow, good morning. I'm here. Hell is going on? <laughs> you got to refrain from the profanity. It's hard. Nice. Yeah, it's part of my everyday vocabulary. <laughs> it is an extensive and exhaustive list. Yes. <laughs> But I, I I like it though. I mean I mean uh, you're you just you just came up and yeah with that, with that with that particular impression. Okay. For instance. Okay. Yeah. And then which which one of those or let's say impressions or sounds that was I want to say you found difficult but you you do it now, let's say. Arnold. Okay. And why is that though? A lot Because of people do Arnold. No, a lot of people can imitate mm-hmm. Arnold, but they can't perfect They can't perfect his uh, nuances and his little, uh, uh-huh. you know, there's the little things down there, especially with the accent. You know, it has to do with the Austrian accent. The Austrian accent is very distinct. You can tell between a German and an Austrian mm-hmm. who's who, where they're from. I can't. And yeah. When they speak English, 100%. Most Austrians sound like Arnold <laughs> when they speak English, if they come from mainland Austria. Okay. You know, they have that thick, you know, And uh, some some like word word, word. Mm-hmm. you know, school, <laughs> you know, uh, down there, you know. <laughs> I like it. One, two, three, four, you know, <laughs> three, <laughs> three. Like th- now he says three, but when he first started, if you've seen Hercules in New York, he couldn't do th. Mm. You know, he can pronounce that. He had a very strong Austrian accent. Four, four. Okay. Three, four. Nice. Yeah. Because. Um, It's just it's just one of those things you watch a lot of people do that and you don't understand the the, the nuances you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and and uh, I mentioned this uh, before on the show, and I feel it's uh, it's um, it's important to mention it again, especially since we have someone who does impressions. As we were discussing the trigger words, mm. and this uh, this is a shout out to uh, Berzan. I didn't say his name last time, but I'll say his name now. Berzan Jafar, and um, he was a He he taught me this thing about when you do impressions, the most important thing is the trigger words. Yeah, and and like you just said now, the foie, It's such <laughs> a it's such a trigger word. You might not you know you might be doing an impression of Arnold, but when you say that, it, it's like it immediately clicks. Yeah, one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I yeah, just but, I, I like the but, the deepness in the I voice. I think yeah, but I think with Arnold, it's more about the depth as well of his voice because it's very down there. It's right here in the chest. <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, the listeners, man, you guys have to see how he changes his whole body movement. He just exactly the body languages, exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> even the laugh, even the laugh. He's there. He's mm. there. Okay. Yeah. So nice. And so, so you think the Arnold was the the toughest one, maybe that you had? He is. It is hard to perfect his. Uh, his uh his voice simply because a lot of people can go I, 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 everybody does that i do that when i go to the gym you know and i'm lifting really heavy weights i go oh, yeah. sometimes i do it intentionally to you know <laughs> oh some God, is that arnold is he here where is he yeah i But, saw uh, him at the gym today he was at fitness first he looks a lot younger though what's going on there and he has a goatee <laughs> well now he does have a goatee if you oh, follow his instagram oh really yeah it's white though okay yeah wow. Maybe not working for him. He looks like a Norse god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, your job. Mm. Is it something... I know it's something you enjoy. You love doing it. Yeah. Right? But, like, when you go to work, uh, tell us, like, what, what do you do other than, like, you're doing... You're just... You're, you're editing sound. 
you're doing stuff for other people. Is it something that you see yourself doing like, I don't no. know, 10 years time or something? No. 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 The short answer is no. No. <laughs> I mean, okay, so what would you what do you aspire it's, it's, to do? It's 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 like I've done I've I've been doing this for so long. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm very good at it. I will say I'm very good at it. Uh that you want something else. And I think eventually what that is is to run an enterprise where I have people like me doing what I did, mm -hmm. but hopefully better. Okay. That's what I want. I don't want to keep sitting behind the desk. I'll be honest. I'm, you know, I'm, I like it. I do. And I will do some projects down the line, but I don't want it to be my, uh, you know, my forever job. Okay. I mean, you, know, you see, I don't want to keep working for people either. Okay. You know, I want to have my own thing. Nice. I mean, so. do you think, do you think voiceover is something that you want to, that I'll keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. That I'll never stop. Number one, it's fun. It's lucrative. And, uh, you know, you, uh, you develop some sort of persona, like people know the voice when they hear it. <laughs> okay, let's do a bit of accents, some accents, because okay. I want I want your talent to shine through. Mm. So, tell me. So you did a bit of the Scottish. Yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. I really don't know. Well, you know, honest to God, I don't know. It's just something I picked up. Is it not from like? Is it hey, not no, from it's movies? not from a movie. It's not from anything like that. It's not from it's, that movie. It's not from any kind of movie. You know, it's, it's something I picked up. It's just certain words that they see. This, uh, you know, like I don't know. They flip the eyes and the e's. You know, the the, the uh, accentuation on those letters. So the door has got hinges. <laughs> hinges. You, you know, you say hinges. You say hinges. You know, it's hinges. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> how? <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> so how how I I I don't know how how I started doing this accent. I think I I might have watched some movies or. Uh, but I think I think listening to it a lot helps. Yeah, but you've never lived anywhere. Like you've never lived in Scotland. You've never no, lived in the UK. I went I went to the UK. I stayed in London for a uh, for a year. Uh, I was doing my audio, audio engineering course. And uh, did we have a Scottish? We did have a Scottish uh, lecturer. Even, even we did, when we he did. was thinking, we he was did. Like, did we have a Scottish? No, I, I remember him now. Uh, I can't remember his name though. I can't. What's his freaking name? I said freaking. We're yeah. safe. We're safe. We will fix it later. Freaking, freaking, freaking. Come on. <laughs> come on. We got to express ourselves over here. Come on. Here you bust them up. See it. <laughs> if you want me to do this impression, you know, those words got to come out. Well, you can beep it. Yeah, I mean, well, mm -hmm. or reverse it. <laughs> Flip it and reverse. You bust my <laughs> off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but which one is that? Is that the? Um, that's the New Yorker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the New Yorker. Is that? Yeah, hey, is, get out of here. Yeah, there's something else, you know. I mean, like, uh, you know, you you got you got two types, huh? All right, you got you got this high pitched type voice, huh? That everybody knows, and you always end it with ah, uh, you know. It's a very Italian thing, very Mediterranean. Because even the, in Cyprus, we do the same thing. Eh? What are you saying, Ray? Eh? You know? Oh, it even changes. It sounds like more Arab in a way. Which or one? Mediterranean. You just said like, eh, eh? Eh. Yeah. Eh. Okay. Eh. But it changes when they go eh. to... Hey. Hey, hey, my friend, how are you? You are okay? Uh, this is, the, this this is from is Cyprus. Cyprus. 100%. <laughs> okay, and then there's the deep Italian one. And then you got, yeah, yeah. You got, you got, yeah, you know... Tony, hey. I mean, hey. hey, hey. Anybody know where? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me think of the <laughs> line. Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo, huh? <laughs> you know? Well, he's out in uh, Hoboken or something. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you know who you sound like over there? Who's that guy, that tall guy? That tall actor? What was his name? I mean, everybody loves Raymond, the brother. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, the tall guy. Name? I forgot his name. Um, Come on, I forgot his name. You know, he was always I, I didn't used to watch it. So he I was always know. sad. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, it's the guy from uh, from yeah, down Yeah, and then under. you got Raymond, you know? I mean, like, Ray, Ray's got this thing going. I mean, he's like, hey, hey, you know, he's always, like, freaking out. Oh, my God. Can you, you, can you do Seinfeld? No. 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 Right? Because, because... Uh, I never I, liked Seinfeld. Okay. Do you, yeah. do you, I mean, not everyone... It's funny because it, he was, like, it's such a huge show, but there, and then every time I meet someone, they go, like, I never really liked him. 
And the thing is, he he actually, I don't know if you know this, but uh, he doesn't he doesn't he wouldn't act like he was. If you watch the first few episodes, you can see him laughing. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Just where the show went with yeah. that kind of. I don't know. I never got into it. I don't know. It just didn't tickle my nipples. You know what I mean? Huh? <laughs> and who was that? I don't know. It's anybody. It's anybody. It's, it can be anybody. I think somebody called me. How are you? <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. And he has to ch- change the voice. Well, it was better than Christian Bale's. Holy crap. You don't like it? I hated it. No, come on. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. The Batman doesn't talk like that. Wait, that's not Batman. Watch, I, watch Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton. All right, he picks I, up I, one of those those things. The year I was born, he just picks it up. Yeah, there you go. I was born in '82, so I watched it when okay. it came out. You're he born '82. I'm born in '82. Wow. Yeah. You look like you're my age. Mm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he just he grabs the bad guy. He just looks at him and goes, "I'm Batman." And that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's how you say it. Christian Bale. Like the movies were good. All right, third part not so much. The first and second, yeah, I like. I like them, okay, you know. Okay. But his bat take on Batman, especially on uh, Dark Knight, Dark Knight. Yeah. Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> but where's he? You know. No, but but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is seriously clipping. Yeah. No, but I think I think you're right. How did you get into voiceovers? Uh, into impressions? Well. Mm. The flow you, because has you, ju- you the love flow. it so much. So the I'm show curious. has just been flipped. Yes, I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, well. You mean voiceover or impressions or impressions. just the whole? Yeah, okay. how, because you you're so into it. Like you know, you keep you keep jumping into this voice. You know, I, and you're sucking me into it. I just love it because I love how it sounds. Uh, you know, like you need to. You really need to listen to to this, especially this one, mm. this podcast with with headphones. I mean. It's this room. It's the room. 100%. It's not the headphones. It's the room. 100% the room. No, that's true. Yeah. I, know. I mean, the, w- the way I... G- <laughs> what would you say? What did you say? I know. <laughs> I know. He's humble, <clears throat> like all our other guests. Yeah, no, I can see Humility that. Humility is one of my uh, traits. <laughs> and we're just off on another tangent. <laughs> uh, what, I mean, the way I got into it is... Um, it's, it's actually... Uh, I told you about my friend, Matt Shads, mm-hmm. Shaddy. Yeah. We used to do a lot of impressions together when um, when we met. We were in grade 10, actually, when we met. Okay. And we kept on doing impressions like we would uh, make fun of anything. And then that's when we started, like, we started hanging out, and that's what we were doing. So we would do, like, we would impersonate, uh, like, news anchors. We would do, like, our mini show. We would even impersonate, like... Uh, like music artists mm. so that's how it kind of started okay but i always like like you i was watching like um cartoons when i was young and um yeah, just, it was something that just interested you yeah to be just able to. just the movies and like movies was a big thing at home like i remember my my dad he used to get the um laser discs you guys remember laser discs yes my father had a huge collection oh, as well my god yeah. last action hero Whew. Get out! I just I loved it. I loved that movie, and it's just the a, bad guys are in the air. <laughs> the golden ticket. What do you do with the golden ticket? This movie, man. This movie. It was I don't a good understand. movie. I watched it again it's, recently. It's, it's, it's a really insane. good movie. So it got bad it, reviews, but it was a good movie. Yeah, it got bad reviews, and it was like it. It just. It just. It was one of those things that reminded me of laser discs. Yep. And I remember we used to have it, and that's how I watched it. And and we we still had VHS and everything, but my dad was so we were so we're so into movies at home, so it was just one of those things that you you know I just mm. kept on watching. And even even Star Wars when I was young, it was like when the weekends were Thursday Friday, in Abu Dhabi. It's insane. I used to go to the like we used to go to the the uh, video store. Mm. We used to have those. Not video on demand, and we used to go and we would just get those. Yeah. yeah, and you just get you just pick out and you have to rewind it. Oh my god! Yep. And 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 it was just one of those things, right? We'd get a happy meal from McDonald's. We sit at home and we watch it. And so it just it just became one of those things. But but now recently, um, I just kept on wanting to. It just stays with me, and and thank God I've. I mean, people tell me that I have I have that. Um, 
I have I have the ability to do voiceover. So thank God for that. You know, it's not just me thinking in my head. No, I think you should. I think you should take it seriously. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Why not? So it was why not? So it just became one of those things and 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 learning about what's his name, Don Lafontaine, mm. who's the uh, trailer guy. Mm. And you don't hear any of those in the movies anymore. I know. It's it's so bad. They became cheap. It's like cheap it's skates. Like, where where is it? Where is it, you know? I don't know. It's it's no longer in the cinema. You That's can't true. hear that that uh, <clears throat> you know this uh, coming to a theater near you. The Avengers: Infinity War live across all Cinemax theaters. They don't buy your tickets now no, from right. Fandango because like, it's expensive. <clears throat> you yeah, know, a voice like that. Yeah, but there are there's still people who do that, but I don't yeah. know why they just don't bring that back. I don't know either. Mm. I can't imagine why. Maybe they're trying to keep it a bit more dramatic. Maybe they think the voiceover thing is uh, a thing of the past. Well, yeah, I, think I won't so. be surprised if it comes back down the line, though. I think I mean, so. I mean, you're right. If you see this, if you see the trailers, a lot of the trailers are the actors themselves speaking. So it's like, what happened there? We don't know. It's like, you know what I think needs to happen? A really good movie needs to come out, and that trailer needs to come out with a voiceover. Mm -hmm. Then everybody will pick up on it. Hey, I want our trailer to sound like that. All right, who can we hire? Yeah, find me a good voiceover. Where's Bloomstein? <laughs> and they just start calling everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it should probably be like that. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you never know. Maybe it's, I mean, look at uh, vinyl and cassettes coming back. Vinyl came cassette? back a while ago. Cassette is coming back as well. Really? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting into vinyl. I know people I'm... like pencils and cassettes and freaking winding them up. If you remember that. <laughs> 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 where's my pencil reminder yeah no, uh, it's yeah I guess so man I, I think you're right yeah shall we finish the promo that we started which never ended oh yes go on mm. yeah let's <clears throat> this summer <laughs> coming to I a theater know. near you Miltiades and Robert Patrick <laughs> not Patrick Hayward <laughs> is <laughs> is in the biggest blockbuster of this summer Terminator 252 wow Coming soon. <laughs> Robert Patrick Jr. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Holy crap. I love it. I, uh, love yeah, it. Yeah. I just love it because you even have this. I don't know why you're asking me to get into voiceover because I know you're in it already, but you have that blockbuster voice. I don't know. Maybe they want it for Arabic. Yeah. You know, we'll, so we'll, we'll do some Arabic for us because your, your Instagram profile says the guy from Dubai one trailers. Dubai one is English. Oh, <laughs> we will fix it later. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. I love it. No, I've done some Arabic voiceovers. Very, but I, I, they write it out phonetically for me, and I'll read it. Yeah, but this know? is that's that's how I work with Arabic voiceovers. Mm -hmm. So I hear what they say. So you have like the Dubai sports guys, Hasriyan, and stuff like that. So. Insane. Mm. WWE live fi Saudi. You sound like Khalid Yunus. No, not Khalid Yunus. What's his name? Khalid from NBC. NBC Action. That's that's who you sound that's like. That's the guy. Is that his name? Khalid. I thought it was another name. No, it's not. Live. Live. NBC Action. At On NBC Action. <laughs> <laughs> NBC. Yeah. I know. I, says, I like the Tasia <clears throat> KSA. Yeah. That's there always. You go. Like, even the, even the, the, the city or like the country has to be dramatic, right? Mm. KSA. GMT. On Dubai One. Dubai One. <laughs> so you do the trailers? Yeah. Wow. I do. Amazing. Which which is your favorite one? I don't know. I've done huh? I've done thousands of them. Wow. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. I'm not bragging. It's just what happened. <laughs> over, over the past seven years, wow. I've been doing it for them. Insane. And just yeah. all the types of movies. Did you do the Terminator 2 I one? don't do girly movies. Okay. You you say no yeah. to that. No. You know? I'm not Shirley was I'm, alone home. I'm not gender I am not gender neutral. I don't do girly movies, yeah. you know. We have a voice artist who takes care of the really, like, you know, like, Gossip Girl and all these. Mm -hmm. It won't sound nice having a Gossip Girl coming soon on the buy one. <laughs> sounds weird, right? But it still, it still <clears throat> sounds good. No, it sounds weird, dude. Okay, like, especially when the, with the way they cut the trailers, mm -hmm. you know. It's always best to have a, a female voice artist for that. Okay. And we have one who's really good at it. Okay, nice. Uh, so well, so, now yeah. now I'm gonna listen to it, and I'm gonna remember that this is your voice. I don't actually watch Dubai One, so now I have to watch and uh, I can. Yeah. So uh, give us uh, last few of your accents. Accents, and then maybe <clears throat> let's top it off with a nice story 
from your life so we can humanize this whole experience but let's start with the what's let's start with the, I, i love his laugh <laughs> it's like the and then it's the subtitles at the bottom people Weezy. say i like <laughs> people say i sound like muttley when i do that really the cowardly oh, dog yeah, yeah. That is well. Now you're doing it. No, yeah, but no, I don't know. It's all the wheezing. It, it, it is wheezing. Uh, accents. I don't know, man. I do. I'm, I do a variety of accents, really. You know, I did a. Um, <clears throat> I did an animated film for a client uh, that was uh, shown on uh, the IFF about two years ago, mm -hmm. I think, or three years ago. It was for the 1001 Invention Story. Oh wow! Omar Sharif's last uh, film, uh, and I had to voice two characters: a Chinese guy. Although I think I did more Vietnamese than Chinese, and an African general, you know, so oh, it was wow. a Chinese scholar and a an African general. And sometimes, you know, I, I I sit and I think, why can't they look for voice actors that speak English from those countries? Mm -hmm. You know, once I got done to uh, once I got asked to do Indian, the Indian accent, Northern Indian, oh, I'm like, and I'm thinking, we live here. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of voice mm -hmm. artists from India who speak fluent English that could pull off the accent you want. And I've never understood that. It's always puzzled me. We, we want something of contrast. You know, we, we I think it is nice that you can do it. You're white, tall, you know, you're very white for an Indian. So do it. You know, <laughs> But the, I mean, you're not even in the, like, it's just your voice. <laughs> yeah, it's just my voice. So, you know, sometimes I get asked to, to do the Filipino accent as well, which I can do. Uh, so that one is more, you know, this, there's two type, huh? There's deep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I can do that. I actually have a very good friend of mine who also does it. His name is Rudy. He's also a, uh, he's also a voice artist. Uh, he also, he also does this, uh, Filipino, uh, very strong, very strong accent. No, very deep, very deep, very, very, very deep. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't want it to seem like, um, Like we're we're uh, no we're not ba we're not bashing them no. we're not we're not making fun of them that's just an accent yeah and it, and it exists you know and if people are gonna get offended with <laughs> impressions we might as well kill comedy yeah no that's you know? true I I I I just want to say that the reason why is because um like it's part of some of the accents that I do hmm. as well and and growing up here you just you have all these friends you know from these different nationalities so you pick up on it and and I, i'm hey i'm the first one to say I, i i make fun of the lebanese accent all the time yeah dude i, I, I make fun it. of the cypriots I, I, yeah. I, all the time wait so okay because i thought you were i'm i'm totally mistaken here i thought you were half arab something no you're not no no purely actually i'm half cypriot half filipino Oh, I didn't, really? I didn't mention this in the beginning. Okay. I'm half Filipino. And now you know at the end of the show, guys. Yes. <laughs> wow, okay, because... So when, a when I was speaking Arabic, were you understanding me? It depends what you say, you know? Oh. Like, I pick up some words. Damn, I was like... No, no, uh, I pick up some words. Hot hai honik, and I was like... <laughs> I didn't, and the, yeah, that, uh, that I know what that means. Okay, yeah. I didn't think you would, you would... Okay, I thought you were uh, like Arab. No. Half Arab? No. Okay. No. Like half Greek, half Arab. I am half Cypriot, Greek Cypriot, half Filipino, and I am bred a Greek. Breaded Greek? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Breaded. <laughs> Raised. <laughs> Raised. Born okay. and bred. Well, that well, probably explains why the way we can do the Filipino one so well. Then. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. But, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, it's... I don't know. It's very difficult to talk about. <laughs> you I know. love it. I love it. I mean, you have uh, President Duterte when he's talking. He's very nasal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that president. He can go himself. <laughs> you know, he's got that nasal thing going. He got different Filipino accents. Mm -hmm. Some are very deep. You know, the typical one is always high pitched. Hi, mom, sir. You yeah. know, and all that. They all do that, you know. But I you mean, want the, the uh, all these impersonators? They always do that. But it's you have a variety. Like I've met Filipino guys who have deep voices. You know, mm -hmm. like hi, oh, your name is Milton. Uh, very nice to meet you. You know, it's yeah, yeah. deep. It's like yeah. deep. It's like mm, damn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but one of the deepest voices I've ever heard is a um, Palestinian uh, 
I think Palestinian Jordanian guy. He's an old guy. He's seventy. But his voice is down here. Mm-hmm. I, 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 honest to God, like it is deeper than James Earl Jones' voice. You know what that's from? Which cigarettes? <laughs> I'm joking. Or is it cigars? Cigars. Yeah. Well, cigars doesn't really give you a deep voice. I think. Does yeah, it's not like you can inhale them. Check your facts. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that was always someone in the background. Check your facts, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but um, it's interesting. I mean, you do you do the pa- Palestinian? Uh, no. No, you just no. Okay. I can't do that. No. You just did it though. I did. Yeah, kind of. I well, did. if he was American. Oh, you mean no? He, I'm saying his voice. Mm. It sounds like he's talking from down here. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, but every time he wakes wakes up in the morning, he says "Good morning." He's moving his yeah. freaking lamp or something, you know, that's hanging off the ceiling because Sound of waves. how much air is coming out of there, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, so, yeah, Filipino accent, uh, the Indian accent. Then you have you have North and you have South. Like the two are completely different. The North is very posh. When you've uh, when 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 you hear them speak, they have a, they have some sort of eloquence when they're talking. Mm. You know, it's. You can understand them, but they still have that twang. Twang. Yeah, twang. Like it's still there, but very posh. You never lose the twang. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I like huh. it. Huh. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. um, the I I love to um, I love to make fun of the Lebanese one. Oh, I do that all the time too. First, because I am Lebanese, and secondly, because. Sure, Habibi. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many places you can go with it. It's just like, uh, you know. Yeah, I have to say though, I am guilty of uh, of doing that thing that, you know. How do I say this without upsetting people? You see, the Lebanese accent, you know, is a very um, polished f- slash French twang accent. Mm, you're talking about you're talking about Arabic though. Arabic. Okay. Yeah, when they speak, when they speak like this, you know, Habibe, <laughs> Shuhaida, you know, they say stuff like that. I do this this whole yeah, yeah, yeah. and movements. I'm guilty of 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 doing that in the sense that not every Lebanese man yes. does that. Yes. You know, they don't there are do Lebanese that. men who speak regularly, mm-hmm. you know, but they have but they speak Leban- uh, Lebanese Arabic. They speak Lebanese. I'm not very good at that. Okay. I'm good at the exaggerated part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's comedy at the end, end yeah. of the day. There's always some exaggeration. Yeah. We always do the, um, on the show, we do the, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? This The, the Rotana guy? The Rotana guy. <laughs> what is this uh, car? Bring him here because we have to fix the valet. <laughs> it's like always like, um, it's always like, always something is happening, right? There's mm. always like, needs to be in the know. Yeah. That's that's the, the guy's always in the know. No, no, bring all boys, shabab, boy, and no. Bring, bring the boys. Let them start here, Bauer, and then <laughs> let them fix the Bauer here, and then no, 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 haida hawa bishayi bukra haida. But let bring him, Allah. You know, it's always like yeah, it's, it's always motion. Yeah, There's yeah. always motion. People coming in, people going out, yeah, yeah. and like oh, we told this guy to do this, and he's not here now, and. Typical Lebanese, you know, yeah. just like it's just one of those things. Yeah. yeah, I found out about you from our uh, dear friend uh, Natalie Rashid, mm. who was episode seven. Yes, and <laughs> and um, she was saying, you know, you should really interview. She doesn't speak like this. So I'm just just a generic generic woman. We don't speak like that. Um, just you know, she's like, you should interview Milton. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know. Yeah. And, and and when I when I saw you doing those the voices, I'm like, yeah, we need to we need to get this guy on. Like this guy is is exactly who we need. You know, I just loved the um, all the different things that you were doing, and and the other thing that you were doing is is you have a band. Yep, I do. Sorry, <laughs> mm. maybe maybe you can tell us how you got into it. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, I used to listen to pop. I still do. You know, I'm, I'm not going to deny that I listen to pop. You know, Michael, Jack- Michael Jackson, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, more the classic. I don't listen to radio anymore. I haven't listened to radio in a long time. Uh, so I'm more into Michael Jackson. I was really into Backstreet Boys when I was a kid. 
And um, disclaimer: <clears throat> I like Backstreet Boys. I'm not afraid to say it. Well, well, I, I do too. <laughs> and now it's out there. <laughs> now everyone knows. No, they're a pioneering band. You got to give it to them. They pioneered in that genre. Okay, well, maybe there was New Kids on the Block, but they weren't really like Backstreet Boys. They yeah, were but they different. were. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, everyone knew Backstreet Boys yeah. is Backstreet Boys. You know, they're everyone like, knew the BSBs. They're the they're the Metallica of that genre. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and when I went to Cyprus, <clears throat> and uh, I was uh, in the neighborhood, we had this this kid who was my friend now, and he used to blast Metallica. Every morning at 7 a.m., how a kid that age in the summer woke up at that time to blast Metallica was beyond me, but he did. He had something like 10 speakers set up in his room, and he would just blast it. You could hear it in the whole neighborhood, Ride the Lightning album, or Kill Em All, or Master of Puppets, you know, those really heavy albums. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't into metal then. I was maybe 13, 14 at the time, and... uh Eventually, I got to meet him, and uh, he played uh, "Creeping Death," which is a which is their take on the you know the biblical story of uh, the creeping uh, hand of God uh, taking the firstborn sons of Egypt and I don't know what. You know, that took a dark and turn. that no no that, that but that's what the song is about. Yeah, and that really interested me that they were writing songs about topics like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's when I started getting into metal, and. As I got more into it, I became more interested in in how they put this stuff okay. together, like how they recorded the drums and how they did the guitars and vocals, how they added the those, you know, reverb and delay effects and uh, whatnot, and how they got it to sound so powerful. You know, like you're playing these small, you're putting in these small earphones, yeah, and you don't know, you what, know what's behind. And they're all tiny, this. you know. But they sound so big when it's in your head, you know, and like not, you're unstoppable when you're listening to this kind of music, you know. And it's, somebody's watching and you're walking, you, you feel like this king, and you're walking. You have Metallica playing, and do 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 do, you know. And you're walking, you feel like this tough guy, and this guy, <laughs> there's a guy watching. And you're like, what the hell is this guy doing? Look at him, he thinks he's a <laughs> tough guy. He? But you, it makes you feel mighty, you know. So I got into, I got interested in in audio engineering because of Metallica really uh, because of the way they put the material together. Um, and with that came the interest in playing guitar. Uh, I was playing keyboards before. Uh, then I picked up the guitar. And yeah. That's... And it took off from there, you know? And then at... Uh, I was... Uh, well, it was in 2003 when we did... Uh, we... Uh, I composed a song, you know? I was using uh, sonar. You know, back then when it was fresh. And uh, we put out a song for the first time on national radio here uh, on a rock uh, on a rock station. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was good for the time. And that, you know, that was your like your first band? You, or it, you it, just it wasn't really a band. It was it was myself. And, okay. uh, you know, it was it was myself. And there was a basil. Okay. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He has a, you know, a voice for singing. You know? Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, so you yeah, were doing, yeah. you were the so, instru yeah. instruments and he was... I was recording everything okay. and he was doing vocals. Nice. And then we had my friend Kieran who was in here. He's, uh, he played some uh, lead guitar and okay. solo and whatever. And we put it, uh, we submitted it and they liked it. It was a rock station uh, somewhere in Studio City, I think it was. Okay. Or Media City. can't remember. And uh, no, it was Media City at the time. And, uh, you know, they, it went on air and, you know, it was, uh, they, it was a specialist night. It was like local bands or local music, uh, support station type thing or okay, nice. uh, segment. And, uh, you know, that was the first time we put something out. And, uh, from there I took it a little bit more seriously. And then we did our first album, you know, again, most of it consists of me recording everything, composing everything and, uh, producing it. And then featuring guest musicians uh, from around town, uh, just to showcase talent, really. And and to be clear, that's different from what you're doing now, or this with is with what it? private government? Yeah, no, it was this it started it? as private government. It okay. was back in two thousand five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I was trying to understand the timeline. That's why I'm a bit confused. No, private government started in two thousand five. 
Wow, but yeah. only you've only released two albums, and then the 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 second one's released like this year. Was yeah, released. okay, it released. Just trying to understand the, the timeline. Yeah, the first yeah the first one we released in two thousand and nine. I worked on it for four years, wow. uh, and I worked again with a variety of local artists, including Joe, uh, and uh, it was supposed to be more of an album that uh, was experimental. Okay. Because uh, though they all all the tracks have the same sound, they're not all the same genre or or subgenre. You know, it's everything. All the tracks varied. Some some were really really heavy, and some were really really flowy and light. Uh, For the rest of the people. What? <laughs> no, I mean the flowy and light. Uh, like rock, like rock. Think of like um, soft yeah. rock. Yeah, not the uh, the clanging. Let's just say of the the, the the heavy heavy stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some tracks were really really heavy, and some were more for mainstream audiences. Yeah, nice. uh, so that was in two thousand and nine. We released, and uh, and it did well. One of the tracks in particular did really well. It was a uh, metal a metal version of a very old Greek folk tune. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so yeah, that one did well. Was was okay, you know. The second project, which Joe was uh, a lot more involved in, uh, and still is, uh, it's a very heavy album. It has a lot of serious topics in it, you know, the, the venting we talked about. Okay. Yeah, uh, a lot of serious topics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that took nine years to do. Partly because of, uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of metal bands sound the same today do you, you listen to metal right i mean i used to, used to let's yeah. just put it okay. that way well, Mud Vane of, and yeah okay yeah. a lot of metal bands sound the same and it's very hard to come out with something now that is different because you keep hearing the same thing and same thing and you pick up a guitar and you end up almost doing the same thing but you know it sounds like that and you don't want it to sound mm -hmm. like that you're trying to you're trying to be different you know so we spent nine years trying to sound different In the, way, in the way we composed, you know. It's just insane. I just can't understand the, the, the scope of that. Let me ask you something. When you think of, uh, say, uh, Guns N' Roses, which song do you think of? I mean, there's a couple, right? There's which is the one that stands out the most for you? Maybe that you've asked me now, it's probably Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. For me, it's November Rain. Okay. That took, that took them 10 years to do. Wow. I didn't know that. Ten years. And you can hear it in, in the... Every in the day is a school day. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can hear it in the music, in the composition itself. That's not something you come up with overnight, you know, unless you're Michael Jackson or Beethoven. There are no Michael Jacksons or Beethovens anymore. I'm sorry. You know, those are rare. That's It's, a fact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't hear it. Uh, so... We spent a good nine years, you know, and a lot of those tracks that are on that album are that old. They've just gone through so many revisions. You mm -hmm. know, one of the popular ones is one that Joe wrote, you know, Thermite. That comes in with a really, it starts with a really eerie intro and then it just smacks you in the face with, uh, you know, it, the way it comes in. And that's, that, that in itself is unique riffage to my ears. You know, I haven't heard anybody do that, you know. Uh, and it's uh, it's hard to come up with yeah. something unique. It really is very very hard. It's so easy to riff out on a guitar. It really yeah, is. For it to sound, but to yeah. yeah, but for it to sound unique as as what as as a composition, that is hard. And moreover, finding a bassist that can be his own guitarist. Just, Most bassists yeah. they play as support instrumentalists to. The guitarists. The bass in this album is heavily influenced by a good friend of mine who isn't here. He's in England now. And he's a jazz fusion uh, bassist. You know, he's got a pinky as long as his forefinger. You know, he plays, he just he plays, double, he just... plays double bass. He plays, you know, uh, six string bass, seven string bass. I don't know what. He, this guy is freaking insane, you know. And we worked together on a previous band I was I was playing with, Aneurysm. And they're a good band too. Uh, you should check their music out. Um, 
his bass playing in the first album was phenomenal. For for me, it's a his bass playing is what made that album sound the way it did. You know, he because he, it was a completely different approach. You're talking about heavy metal riffs with jazz fusion type performances. Yeah, not as a support. Uh, and he's no, no. He, it's it's a third. It's a third. Thing. It's almost like a third guitar. You know. Wow. Uh, I guess you could say it's kind of like the way Cliff Burton played bass on Metallica's first album. You know, just their their own thing. It's a different yeah. They're, sound. They're, it's their yeah. They're like their third guitarist. You know, nice. as well as being the support, the bottom end of making the overall composition sound full, because that's what bass does. It fills up that bottom end that is otherwise yeah. missing. Um. So yeah, finding a bassist was hard. Uh, until, you know, I remembered Rami, and he was on board. He's on five tracks. The rest of the tracks are influenced by his playing, but are not him. Uh, you know, and then there's a variety of musicians that have been involved, like Royden. He's a phenomenal flamenco player, uh, and he plays wow, with the band like uh, Point of View. Different types of music in this album. Just... Yeah, there's no flamenco in there, but okay. he's he's a phenomenal guitarist. Okay, he's. Like phenomenal, you, you just see him live when he plays. He plays with a, a band called Point of View. They've been around for years as well. Very good rock band, um, you know. And uh, yeah, there's Luki as well from uh, The Recipe. You, know, you, uh, you heard I of think, The Recipe? Yeah, Suerte. He features on one of the tr uh, on one of the tracks. Which it's almost like a thrash track, but we've got rap vocals in there. You know, okay. again, it, but it's just so different. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you would expect like this nine, nine years. You just have a a flurry of different types of music within it, which is yeah, which is cool. Yeah, again, the this album follows the same um, uh, principle as the first. The sound, all the tracks have the same sound, but this time, there are a lot. The the compositions are a lot more mature. Okay. I don't know how else yes, to describe no, I understand. it. They're you, a lot more mature. You've grown as an artist, so yeah. the music, yeah, yeah exactly, more, more polished and more, yes, more refined. Exactly, you know, and everything, everything on this album is done locally. All right, from the contributions from the different artists, you have uh, Suerte, you've got Hamdan Al Abri, you've got Rami Lakis, you've got uh, uh, Royden, you've got Nadim Bibi of Vanuism, and uh, you've got Joe. You know, all these artists are in this album. The artwork of the album was done locally by Serge. Serge is also on the album. Serge Lutfi, he's a vocalist, death metal vocalist mainly, and he plays some bass. His wife is a phenomenal graphic designer. You know, I gave her the album, have a listen to it, and come up with the artwork. <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah. My, she asked me, "What do you see?" I said, "I see torment. <laughs> I see pain and I suffering. See pain, suffering, torment. Help me, Ruba." Her name is Ruba. You know? Please show us the pain. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I gave her the album. Do whatever you want. And that's exactly what I did. And it's the same thing with all the, uh, with the musicians as well. You know? I told them what I was looking for, but I didn't tell them what to do. You know? I told them what I heard, but I wasn't telling them what to play. I let them do that. And that's the beauty about this project is that Though I was in charge, everybody was free to create as they chose. And it's the same with the artwork, and it's the same even with the mastering. The mastering, because usually I would do all the post-pro myself, the mixing and the mastering, like I did with the first one. But this time I didn't want to do the mastering because I've been listening to the album for nine years. You know, So I took it to a friend of mine at Soundstruck Studios, Elvis. Uh, coincidentally. Coincidentally? I mean, Elvis. Oh yeah, music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Time yeah. to explain the joke with Milton. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm so in the topic right I know, now. You've I know, I know. You've taken uh, us all down this road. Yeah. You know? so, so, of pain and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> It is my hard work. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, even the mastering. You know, I was involved with the mastering. I told him what I wanted to sound like finalized etc he put in his input you know we uh it's it was important to have another set of ears doing the work mm -hmm. and i think he learned a lot as well mastering this album because there's so much energy in in all the tracks especially the guitars you know 
And when you're mastering, you're trying to you're trying to fix what the mix engineer didn't hear. You know, that's Insane. that's the role of a mastering engineer is to finalize the product, clean up what the mix engineer could not make out, and then put it out to print. And that's what Elvis did. You know, over the time that I was there, and because it was a different environment, I was so used to my room. Mm -hmm. But over there, there was things that I was yeah. hearing. You know, or sometimes we revisit he'd send me a a demo of what he's done and then i'll hear some stray frequencies just popping out of nowhere you know and so you, i'll tell you, him you come like, here oh, here here this, here you know this. and he'd be like yeah and he'd be like well dude how did you hear that and i'm like i don't know man i just hear these things you know that's you know it's the freaking guitars you know you're doing so much eqing on them already that when you're cutting something something else is popping yeah. up you know it's a real witch <laughs> <laughs> nice that's a yeah. nice way to put it yeah okay wow milton i don't know like this like everybody just throws all this information at me and i, I don't know where to start no this this album was really really hard work uh promoting it was really really hard work and uh, all credits for that goes to joe he's the pr mastermind okay. uh the strategy with which the strategy which he employed to promote the album was a success online we uh, quadrupled or sextupled our uh, follower count as well oh, wow yeah um all thanks to him he uh, he did a really phenomenal job with uh with promoting it i came i would i would come up with the content you know i come up with the ideas but he was in charge of scheduling you know or that's how what to, he, how to he's in charge there. of how to put it out there yeah, exactly. i have no idea how to do this stuff everybody's everybody who's involved in this with this album is free to do as they choose which works you know and that's how i like to work when i'm working with people let them work the way they choose to work if they're good at it you don't need to micromanage you yeah. know you have now two qualities of a good leader <laughs> you let people work uh -huh. and you employ people smarter than you yeah there you go yeah, yeah it's it's really important yeah it is definitely. you know it's really important i i you know if i didn't have these artists that I know and uh, you know I love these guys you know even though I don't show it <laughs> you know yeah m m uh, I think I noticed uh, now <sighs> in just this uh, in this um, short conversation with you Milton is there's always that very strong composure and this posture of with my deep voice and then suddenly <laughs> if <laughs> and there it is and then suddenly it breaks with laughter yeah you know exactly he's like he's like a gentle giant you know yeah so yeah that was the uh, <laughs> just like 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 any ogre would do yeah <laughs> but i I, lo i love the passion and and i want to i want to visualize this for the listeners that when you were saying these things to me i can see it in your eyes how deeply and like um you really loved that project and like you know we 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 want to support you on that so thank you we want to kind of promote this this new journey that you've embarked on private yeah, government man. but 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 you know we said we'll do we'll do something on that separately, we will so, we will 100% you know maybe you should you should you should listen it's, to the uh, music it's always good to hear what uh, what the other person has to mm -hmm. say you know what joe has to say like he's he's been involved from the beginning of this this particular project the first one no there was it was myself working with others this one was both of us now juggling ideas about how to execute yeah. who who to bring on uh even lukey was the same he had the, the same kind of role like he was he was the reason i brought hamdan alabri on board even though mm -hmm. i've known hamdan since i was a kid you know we were in school together he was a he was head boy of our school bald pants up to his chest and whatnot yeah i know he's gonna hate me if That's he sees, up to the neck, if he he's sees, like, if he sees this here. interview he's gonna kill me because i keep reminding him about it it's so funny i like that's the memory of hamdan that i have uh Luki is the reason that I have Hamdan on this album because he came up with that idea uh on one of the tracks that talks about uh uh pain and no. suffering <laughs> oh yeah it it talks about um exodus okay you know people being forced to leave in general yeah you know this album generally I'll, I'll explain it to you very quickly every song pretty much takes an ancient historical aspect of a story 
and a modern historical aspect of a story and makes it one story. Mm. You fuse okay. them together. I fuse them together to and you create a, a new one. And I think the whole, the overall message of this album is nothing ever changes. Nothing will change. Everything the only constant it. is change. <laughs> time. <laughs> as old as time. Yes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to push you back into the voice <laughs> voices, but we'll do that after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, so yeah, it's, uh, it was a very interesting album, mm -hmm. uh, to do. Uh, it took a long time, but I think it will pay off. You know, I'm very, I'm very happy with it. And we're going to have a, a special version coming out soon, which I will announce online. Okay. Which you just announced. <laughs> I'm joking. But I think I, but I, you don't know why it's special. <laughs> do you mind reader? Mind reader punk. with Milton. Yeah. <laughs> What are you looking at, punk? I love it. I love the the energy that you brought to it because just the magnitude, like nine years, that's just a lot to take in. Like 2009, yeah. I wasn't, what was I, I was... We started right after the first one was out, pretty much. Wow. I mean, still, like how, like the vision that you would have for it to end in nine years is just... Like, I don't know how to finish that year. 2009 was a lost year for me. Let's just put it at that. I don't remember so, what happened other than the album. <laughs> you know? But still, there's something that you remember. It's just, it's just insane to think where the world was nine years ago and where we are now. Yep. Don't be so dramatic. <laughs> it's Dr. always, I always... Dr. Phil. Yeah, I can I just always hear that voice in the background. Just I, I used to be able to do Dr. Phil. I can't remember what he sounds like. Well... Help him out. <laughs> I will help you. <laughs> and, and again, shout out to Barzan because I learned this from him. Mm. He might be watching it and he's like, you're butchering it. But <laughs> but I think it's fine. I mean, you see what the problem is. No, there we go. You have a problem. <laughs> Sometimes you got to bring them in the studio. I mean, it's just, again, it's just, I said it. This is the second time I say it. It's, it's just trigger words, man. Just trigger words. I think if you work on the accent just a bit more, you're going to nail it. Man, this is insane. This is insane. Um, Milton, mm. top it off with a with a significant story because I wanted I wanted to ask you. I wanted to say something like I ask uh, other guests. I always tell them like, uh, you know, what's holding back your potential? Because like on the podcast, a lot of people are are like in a certain part of their lives where they're about to reach their potential and they're going there sometimes. But I think for you, it's different. You've, you have so much already going for you. You know, you're the Dubai one trailer guy and you, you're on your way to being, I want to say one of the Don LaFontaine's of the world. You know, <laughs> if, if that's a worthy comparison, I don't know. I'm I don't it from know. here, you know, I'm doing it from here. <clears throat> I'm not in the U S where I can, ever be close to claiming a title like that it's only 14 hours away i don't know you know fly what? emirates on hello Few. tomorrow <laughs> welcome aboard this a380 flight i'm joking i had to, <laughs> had to. sorry yeah emirates <laughs> yeah yeah the voiceover it's so freaking annoying when you're watching something and it starts yeah it starts like, like, yeah. welcome aboard this a380 flight let us show you the safety features of this flight the best scene was just coming up now we will stop the dark knight trilogy <laughs> yeah a lot of, um, I'll tell you, well, I got to tell you, you know, when I was a kid growing up, everybody told me I got to get into stand-up comedy. Oh, okay. But I never did. I never found a passion in it. But I tell you, I could have. I could have, should have, would have. You, you should, though. I don't know. Because, because you have... If I were to ever get into something like that, I would talk about real-life uh, events, like things that I've, go, I've gone through in my life and that were funny, mm -hmm. you know. But that, tell that, the story. That's kind of like, kind of like, kind of like Bill Burr. You know, he's my yeah. favorite comedian wow, right he's now. He's amazing. Like yeah. I, I love Bill Burr. I think he's hilarious, and he, he's, he keep he gets the the audience to shut up because they're a bit shocked at what he says, yeah. and he calls them out on it. Why is it so quiet in here? <laughs> he <laughs> you even know? does the voice. He even does the voice. <laughs> you know, I love it. You know, so I like I, that's the kind of comedy I would do, you know, and I talk about real life events because when you tell stories about yourself and your background, you know, and you're telling it to an audience that doesn't know you, but are there to laugh. It's, it's a great thing. You know, you get to share your story with the world somewhat and they remember that story and they remember how funny you told that story. Mm -hmm. 
you know. And I, I think and they were, and a lot of it is relatable, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I would tell a story, say about uh, like when I was a kid, then I used to go to sleep, and uh, you know, you you know, you're trying to get to sleep, and suddenly your dad yells out your name, and you're like, oh my God, I'm trying to freaking sleep, and you go into his room, yeah, dad, and he tells you switch off the light. <laughs> in his room he couldn't get up walk two meters to switch off his own light i gotta walk 10 meters from my room to switch off his light why can't you do it i'm your father i tell you whatever i want <laughs> you know it's like you know stuff like that that's the kind of comedy i want to do i would want to do you should do that because i think you have you have the yeah storing storytelling capabilities and you also have different characters in your head and you know i'm not trying to say you're bipolar i'm just trying to say that you <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear the laugh. I always want to hear the the wheeze, wheezing. Can you put it at the bottom there? <laughs> I just want to hear it because here, <laughs> sample that. <laughs> But because I think you have you have those things, and I think that's a good step for you. It might you don't have to do it for the rest of your life, but it should be something that you should pursue. If it's something that I could do on the side, aside from what I really want to do, then that's something I would be up for. But that means I'd have to sit down and I'd have to think of a sketch, write down, practice it, memorize it. You know, becoming a stand-up comedian takes years. You don't just become a stand-up comedian and you're immediately successful unless you have that natural, you know. Like you said, storytelling ability. You know, yeah, people develop funny. people develop it over the years. I don't think Bill Burr develop, developed it over the years. From what I've watched, he's always been good, mm-hmm. but it was always hard to get higher and higher and higher and higher. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You never know what time's gonna take you, eh? You will become one day. You will become famous. You know, one day I just might, and I'm gonna remember this this podcast. I'm telling you now, huh? Oh, oh! In the room, mm. in the Arabian room, ranches. in the room. You yeah. know, no, no, we built it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, okay, yeah. man. I'm. S- There's just so much more meat in here. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I think, I think, uh, Milton. It's been it's been quite a pleasure. Do you have any more questions for me? Do you have something for me? Maybe you want to ask me. You're inviting him to flip the show. Yes, I'm inviting him to. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having this uh, conversation with you. It's the first podcast. Hopefully really? not the last. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast wow. before. I tried to do something when I was a kid, something similar to a podcast back then when it was like, you know, you record your podcast and then you put it on tape and then you give out the tape oh. and, uh, and all that. One cassette was the big thing then, you know. On a four-track multi-tracker. Wow! And all these years, we're the first ones who managed to suck you in. Yeah. Well, every time they take me out, they pull me back in. Every time I want out, they pull me back in. Well, what are you gonna do, huh? What are you gonna do? Ah. (laughs) Hua. Hua. Yeah. I love it, man, Milton. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. I gotta say, I had a good time. I love it. It's just character after character. So Milton, uh, you want to sign off with me since you can do a wide variety What? of voices. What's the line? Well, there isn't one. <laughs> just put it that way. There isn't one because, you know, there's the shows are always so rigid. There's like, there's an intro and then there's the show and then there's the sign off. I mean, we do have that, but it just can be any form it takes. It doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Ali, it was quite a pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show. And I will see you soon, okay? Goodbye. Did I just drop something there? (laughs) No, well, anyway, I I just wanted to say that it's been an absolute pleasure, Mr. Ali. And uh, thank you, Alex, for everything as well. Your audio setup is quite impressive, I must say. (laughs) And now this is called the Nobody's Famous Audiobook. Yes. <laughs> no, you, it was good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Really. I'll um, sign us off, Alex. Maybe. I was going to say, uh, we'll edit this in, but maybe if there's any social media handles or anything that you want to. Where can they find out more yeah. online? Well, <laughs> if you can spell it, you can find Miltiadis, right? It's Miltiadis. Kivernidis. Mm-hmm. Kivernidis. One word. One entire. word. We're not going to tell you how to spell it. M I L T I A D I S. 
K-Y-V-E-R-N-I-T-I-S. Shameless plug. On Instagram. Yeah, sometimes I do impressions. If I'm in the mood, you'll find an impression video in there somewhere. An occasional comedy. Yeah, the occasional comedy. Or, uh, you know, making fun of stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, sign us off, Alex. Um, thanks again to Milton for being on the show. Thank you. Uh, we had our listeners and we had our viewers with us. You know, you can listen to us and you can watch us. Please don't watch us while driving. And, uh, you know... Guilty. <laughs> if you... <laughs> <laughs> nice and yeah, yeah. you can always listen to us on the way uh, on the Nobody's Famous podcast and this show was with Miltiadis Kivernitis goodbye <laughs> amazing. Woo! amazing you got a lot of cutting to do oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I look Good. forward to the final edit you got to keep that momentum running